0: Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on: the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures: self-knowledge. With your hosts, Daniel and Eduardo. This is the Know Thyself podcast. I don't really have much here, um, but I just have some way of keeping myself from going all over the place. Okay, cool. Welcome to the myself podcast. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. I'm Eduardo, and yeah, man, how's it going? Good. Special episode, huh? It is a special episode. Um, you know, our second solar return. For those who don't know, our first solar return is something we did when we finished the first season and kind of just talked about you know what we experienced together from studying separately the same subjects or similar subjects and then as we broke down those subjects you know what it led us to conclude just for that first um series we did and so here we are again for our second solar return right to kind of discuss the same but you know we were going to do this episode a a little while back and Daniel had this great idea we were talking he said you know there's something we never really addressed before and I think we should really address the idea of know thyself where it came about why it came about and how it sort of shapes these conversations um which I thought was so good man because we don't do that uh or we haven't done that and I feel like we just know that as friends what path we're on or why we would even consider studying um any of these subjects and then have a conversation about them. And so when you said that, I said, you know what, that's a brilliant idea. So I think we should just start from there and sort of talk about also, you know, where we're heading. And, and I know we've been talking a lot about where we're heading with this, but also like what's changed and what's sort of um, evolved from, from season two and within ourselves and then within the community. Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I think so, man. And you know, when we started the podcast two years ago, um, one, we really did not have like a set intention, you know, at first it was just like, Hey, let's just have this conversation. And so we did, we kind of jumped in with the first episode, which I think was like, the, it was the five W's of occultism. And from there, you know, there were so many exciting topics. We jumped into the hermetic principles. We did the planets afterwards. Um, and then also just large themes like the hero's journey. We did alchemy. And we were we were just kind of going, and it was kind of just organically growing, and we realized that we've never really addressed the name um, of Know Thyself, and just how important that is. And I think as we kind of reflect at this two-year mark, just how much that name has unfolded for us. Like, we knew it had such a deep importance, and mm-hmm. we'll kind of talk about, you know, how deep it goes in history today, and kind of have that conversation, But just how it blossomed, unfolded, sometimes took out the ground of ourselves through this process, you know, and just when we really started to further explore it and more energy was directed to the subject, I think it was just kind of this like fascinating thing that, again, it's the most important, I think, phrase in existence for humanity, but just how we like, we didn't even know. You know, right. and it, it was still the most important phrase when we started.
0: And it's still just as important. I think that's what's, um, you know, any, any kind of phrase or any sort of idea that, you know, continues to evolve but also be present in time. You know, like it doesn't, right. it's not something that is said and then easily recognized as, oh, that's ancient. You know what I mean? Like the distinction between whether whether it's relevant or ancient doesn't present itself with, with the phrase, know thyself. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I feel like that's how, and we'll we'll talk about these personal relationships to the phrase, but that's how I became fascinated with any of the occult information. Is that even as a child, you would talk to yourself and see these? I'm a very observant person. I can say that confidently because I would say things to my mom about my father, and my mom's like, you know, that's exactly what's going on, and they were basic things. And so I think that my fascination with what's going in the unconscious. Uh, was always present you know and so when I got to meet people like yourself uh, and we would talk about these conversations and then as you evolved as a teacher and one who would take the time just to, to study different um, history it was amazing that you had an insight that it was like hey you know before you you've had this thought many before you not only experienced those experiences or these thoughts but they actually wrote them down and present present them in the, such a way that you might like it and you know, and I'm talking about, you know, even from, I think clinical psychologists always kind of open the door a little bit to people who are already thinking about, oh, uh, in the instance I was making that example with my father, I would notice how he was always trying to overcompensate to prove something to his own father. But I would notice that, but I didn't, you don't call that out. I'm not like a little kid telling my dad, I'm like, are you just doing this job so you can get approval from him? I mean, you didn't even know how to formulate that thought. Mm-hmm. But with you, I would have these conversations about, say, such a subject, and you would go, oh, hey, you know, this sounds a lot like, or have you ever read the book By? And I'm like, no. And so going back to Know Thyself kind of feels the same when you talk about history and you talk about the ancient Greeks. And then we have talked about the rich or not the rituals, but the um, initiations that had to had to you had to embark on to gain this kind of knowledge to have a better understanding of the things that you're feeling like i'm feeling as a child about the competition between my father and his father it's like you would have to sit with just that going i don't know what that is there's no words for it or in the delphi and the and we're talking about the temple here with um the temple of apollo or
1: the the temple of delphi yeah Yeah. absolutely it's like the feminine mystics absolutely
0: it's amazing that they would have that there's you know this idea of this oracle that there's this place that you can go to and sort of have someone not only initiate you but give you the download on the information that you might have felt and i think that's where we can start in my opinion with with know thyself is that this will never end because much of the things we're talking about have these ways of opening up other doors to schools of either mystery or thought that have also tackled those thoughts, you know?
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah, man. We're talking with the dance between the unconscious and the conscious and there needs to be a point of reference that's made. And that's, what's so important about this phrase because we establish the point of reference. And once we gain that, we can gain a new perspective and we understand how to kind of direct that energy within us. But we have to realize that, you know, we are in constant automation, there's habits happening within us. And so this is a forever discovery. And once you find one pattern, and you make a positive change, well, another pattern is going to kind of present itself. It's a blueprint that is always going to be giving us a more complex of design of information that we need to instill. And, you know, at this point, at this two year mark, I think what's What's so important is because you have the process where you learn these principles and they're either brought up to you. And we spoke about it a lot. A lot of times it's like an inter-realization. Like Mm -hmm. you feel like you've heard this information before or it puts words to something you've always been experiencing, like the story you had with your father, right? When you started studying this, all of a sudden you're starting to see information. You're out to make, you know, data points, which is so important for this existence. And so we have this process of learning these principles and then what happens, how this further know thyself happens is it's not just learning them. It's actually, you know, distilling the information, instilling it, and then actually making it part of our character and putting these principles into action. And what do you do when the ground kind of gives out for you? Are you going to kind of revert back to old habits? Or are you going to let these principles be your foundation to keep growing from? And it's when we realize that this know thyself, this internal realization of ourselves and this connection to this essence that's eternal, that kind of, that burns inside of all of us, is this forever becoming process. It's never going to stop because we're always going to be kind of tested and learning that that's exactly what this reality is. It's a testing ground. And once we gain responsibility for that, which is a big part of this conversation today, that's when it all changes, taking responsibility for your spiritual development, taking responsibility for yourself aligning your perspective to objective truth as co- close as possible, really powerful moments. And when we kind of get to that stage, we, we are met with a whole nother set of tests. You know, how do we, you know, connect and 100% try to align ourselves to, you know, truth freedom and love, which is like the three topics that we're going to kind of keep unfolding today. But it's always kind of coming and it's the ground puts us out and it kind of falls out for us because we're actually ready for a bigger test. And I think there's a lot of times that we can retreat back to limited ideas, victimization, and we don't see the lesson for what it's truly presenting. But that's what this whole experience is about. And it's when we Kind of take responsibility that that's what this is for, that we can actually really start to make this direction and start this internal unfolding process of knowing thyself. Right. Right. And yeah. S- Go ahead. No. No. And so to kind of connect with your point, as deep as we have in history, this is the oldest wisdom, and it makes it's just as significant as it was back then. That is today. You know, and even if our history is completely a facade. Mm -hmm. It's still the biggest thing that comes out in alternative history, you know? Um, Anything, any theory that is resonating with you that you're exploring, that kind of paints reality as it's been presented in a different picture. And this covers anything, anything that people are exploring from the darkest to the lightest, you know, like all of those. If you look at the solution for every one of those theories, it's always self-knowledge. It's always the end fruit that we need to kind of find within ourselves. And it doesn't matter if we're enslaved, like from an alien race, it doesn't matter if like there's something over the ice wall, like whatever your theory is, it's always self-knowledge is what escapes you from this. Um, And not so much escapes, but really connects you with it. Um, But this process is something we have to continually explore. And it's when, the ground actually gives out on you that you're actually really almost in a new test and we have to kind of face that and like how, what are we going to lean on are we going to lean on you know limited self-belief or right. are we going to limit on those principles that we've been kind of speaking about these last two
0: years well said man yeah I, th- I think to make um to go back to your point in regarding to connecting that the the data markers that you're saying that you know we we accrued or acquire over time that we start to sort of see the inner workings of what's happening internally. The hardest thing, and this is something I really liked about when we did a breakdown on alchemy or when we talked about the trivium is the application. Because I mean, I know for myself, you know, being in a stage of of having to have an understanding of this knowledge to better communicate what I'm in you know, what I've interpreted on this platform or on this medium here um does take me away from the application until it presents itself. And, you know, I used to say to myself, okay, if you have this um this I uh understanding of your um overcoming your short your shortcomings um or at least having an awareness of them, well then what's the next step? Because I I used to believe, not used to as in like I lived by this belief, but I used to think if you can see the problem then that's that that's like winning you know you're, you're you're succeeding at having an understanding of where that feeling may come from but it doesn't stop that. that's a like halfway point you right. know the application is much harder so like for instance when we talk about the trivium or we talk about um you know if you go from if you ascend in this way as far as um the idea of the reptilian, the limbic, and the uh, neocortex. We've talked about where all three stages stem from, and also how we might act out on those feelings that you know are basically interrelated to those uh, neural links and emotional connections to to ourselves. But stopping there, just like, so say you just learned that and you come out of school and you're like, oh, I just learned, you know, we operate on these three levels. Sometimes we can operate on all three, but sometimes what antagonizes us may summon this level of thinking, therefore our outcome is terrible because we did this and we shouldn't have, right? But it, I feel like most of us, part of the path is, you know, recognizing those flare-ups when they actually happen and then applying them and being able to move swiftly through them. But that's so hard to do. And so that's something through those last two years that I've noticed that, you know, here's this information presented to you, but the calling that I have to, or what I feel that's calling more is like, now what are you going to do? Now what are you going to do? Right. Now what are you going to do? And And again, it's hard because emotionally, I mean, you're wrapped into so much. You can't just like dissect it in such a specific way and say well you know i think i'm operating on my neocortex or i'm operating on this reptilian side of my your emotion everything just flares to the surface to where you're like how are you going to proceed from here and uh yeah so understanding the history of this self-knowledge and i agree with what you're saying that is the most important thing we can do um also needs to be you know constantly refined retuned and as we said in the seven stages of alchemy like you you go through the seven stages but you start again at a different octave and uh there's definitely defeat in that there's like oh i just worked so hard to get here and now i feel like i'm down here um but that reignites the need to go discover more about the self or put yourself in situations where application is needed um which we've talked about a lot before like you know with our travels or experiences um but anyways i digress
1: yeah no man you're you're so true there the awareness is always the first step and then how we react to that you know and how we're going to recognize that pattern and then make the proper change that pattern um to kind of direct that energy you know and when we're talking about the self too the the greatest classroom for this information is never gonna be in books, it's never gonna be in the podcast, it's in nature itself. The What's happening right in front of our eyes. And one of the things when we're honest and we take a sober approach to nature is not only do you see the beauty, but we see the necessary sacrifice that partakes in nature. Yeah. Um. And one of the big things that we see that's all through the natural world kingdom Is deception and understanding how, you know, why we need to go so deep into this information because we can only be aware of so much because our lower aspects of our consciousness are always kind of setting up deception points where we blame the external world for the problems that we're feeling within ourselves. And that is one of the biggest things we, you know, we again, we kind of talk about this responsibility. When you take this responsibility, You truly take responsibility for everything that's happened to you. And again, that can be a really difficult thing to understand, especially if something happened to us when we were children. And I'm not saying it was your fault, but you need to take the responsibility of it happening so you can go through the process of healing. Because one of the things that we learn through Know Thyself is in the present moment is when you're only truly alive. It's actually the spaces in between your breaths and your outbreath, you know, your exhale. Because when you inhale, you're reborn. And then when you exhale, you die. So we're actually only alive in between those breaths. And if we are stuck because we haven't sat with something and took responsibility for an event in the past where we're stuck in the past, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what anchors us in. And the past is dead. So when you live in the past, you are dead. And if we' spend too much time thinking about the future and having anxiety about the future, well the future's unborn. And they're only the greatest way to kind of still burn your stillborn, your natural organic growth in yourself is to live in the future. It's only in the present that we actually are alive. And that is what our universal purpose was to be incarnated us to experience life and give life a hundred percent. And so do we have to take responsibility and go back and make sure we sit and heal with the things that we've done and the things that have been done to us? Absolutely. But we have to take responsibility for that, you know, now do we have to direct kind of look forward into the future and make sure that we direct our sales correctly so we get to the points that we want to get to, which is self-growth and like personal unfoldment? Absolutely. But these are quick, these are quick timeline adjustments that you make. But it's all in the moment. It's all being present. And that's the only place where you can actually know yourself. And that's the only place you can actually kind of speak to yourself and connect to that higher aspects of your consciousness. And so, you know, learning that even this idea of deception in nature, um, you know, even the idea that, like, there's even more than what you see, you know, because, like, yeah, you were like, oh, hey, I want to objectively see the truth everywhere. But... All you have to do is walk in the desert to see a mirage to know that you actually can't 100% trust your eyes, right? Because from there, it looks like there's water and it looks like there's like this desert oasis and you'll walk to it forever and you won't find thirst. You're just going to find more sand. And so these data points are so important to establish, you know, Um, so we can be aware of all the different changes in our life and understand that this universe does kind of deceive us sometimes. You know, like, of course, the connection to the universal life force, which is the ultimate ultimate aim in this whole process, doesn't present information like this. But in this reality, in this drop-down transformer reality we find ourselves in, there is definitely deception. And we need to kind of learn that. And that's why establishing these data points will help us better on this journey. You know, and how close can we get connected to that objective you know, present moment is what we're always striving for. And that's like an ebb and flow thing. You know, sometimes you're really in that moment and sometimes it's a little bit difficult, but ain't getting yourself pulled back into that and knowing that's actually only the place that life actually experiences itself. That's going to be one of these big, um, I guess conclusions that kind of comes as we kind of further this, this conversation on knowing thyself and like, when can you actually even experience the self? Well, it's only in one spot, and that's the present moment.
0: Dude, yeah. I think the present moment always makes me think, and and you said that about that ebb and flow, and sometimes you're there and sometimes you're not. Did you ever find yourself that you were just in the present moment when you were a teacher with your students?
1: Yeah, no, sometimes. No, absolutely, man. Um, But again, you know, you're so limited in that, construct as well. You know, you would have flashes of that when you were in like a really good conversation. Um a lot of times it would be like, you know, when you would like they would all be breaking out and working on stuff and you could talk to people in smaller groups. That would be a time. Um, you know, I i feel that experience a lot in the podcast, especially with the natal charts, you know, even and this is something that like you and I've discussed, um, you know, being my birthday that just passed it's this interesting thing because it's always this time where I feel like my cancer rising kind of retreats back into its shell and it gets very pulled away. And it was almost hard to be in the present moment, but I found doing the natal charts would be like 90 minutes when I'm like all in there. And there's just nothing I'm even thinking about. I'm not thinking about the next one. People know this because we're like we'll go like 15 minutes over and they'll be like, I'll be like, Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Like, do you have to work and stuff? They're like, no, no, it's cool. But like, you just kind of get lost in it. And you, that is the moment that you kind of want to get into. And so I think it's when we're connecting to our higher selves, whatever that is, you know, and all those different activities that we get into that flow and we ground ourselves in that universal life force energy. And, you know, one of the things that is going to be something I think we're really ex- excited about exploring with like our conversations on Gnosticism and as we get kind of deeper in the tarot and even as we get deeper in the astrological wheel is um, you know, where this conversation is going to go with our connection to the void in the actual womb of all life, you know, and moving that aspect and understanding how important love and light is. um, But understanding that they are an effect of the ultimate cause, which is the void. Um, And that's going to be something that we're really going to explore. And, you know, we go through these processes, and I think a lot of people when we're kind of raising these octaves as we kind of take that next octave step into a higher understanding of ourselves, and we kind of go back into these lower notes, well, what it is is we're asked to kind of, you know, gaze at the void for a new experience because that's where everything's going to be rebirthed from. That's where these blueprints of our unfoldment blossom from and now we see it with our awareness we see it with the light but the void is is the true source of all life and that's what you would learn in these mysteries you know love and light is this loving thing but it's an effect we have to understand that the true source is the void and sometimes we're you know asked to stare at the void and what we find is eventually the void stares back and we see that this is us And this is what this whole enfoldment is. And it's one of those things that it's always kind of calling for us to come back to. And when we can make that exploration, it can be a very difficult time. It could be a very lonely time in the spiritual development. But we have to know that it's just that love, that connection we have. The source is just retreating back to be reorganized and rebirthed in a brighter light. And that's what we're going to kind of keep to carry on our journey. Um, And so, you know, I'm really excited about getting into the Kabbalah because I think the Kabbalah does a great way to learn the essence of the void. Um, And it's only when you truly start to approach the void that you really start to um, dance in on the true spiritual secrets of what this classroom is trying to present to us.
0: For sure. You know, in regards to the void, you know, I think it's, it's so interesting that to me, that what we see in a near-death experience or a um, psychedelic experience, which some people may never have, but they may have had a near-death experience or an experience with death itself, that they get a glimpse into the void. And I think it's interesting that we have a, we all can peek through for a second, but to make our way back to the place that we're certain, at the same time uncertain that it exists you get lost in what the ideas of and you were talking about this earlier but with truth and love and freedom really are and i think i i wanted to go back to that because you feel all that and and let's just say in a psychedelic experience you know or like the endless love of a mother to a child that there's this connection that's bigger than words can really um you know, put into a a box of understanding to categorize for individuals. And I think that um, finding disciplines to get you to that understanding is the ultimate test that will never um, be completed until you get to the face to face to the void. Um, And then when you're there at the void, you know, do you understand what you're looking at? Do you understand where you came from? And I think that these schools of mystery or, Even other individuals who don't even attach themselves to any particular uh, philosophical root are coming to uh, a conclusion or trying to come to a conclusion of what those three things are and how important they really are. Because if I were to ask my younger self, I was thinking about this from a conversation you and I were talking about uh, a few days back, back to your birthday. But if I were to ask my younger self what I thought love was, or if my younger self would ask me What At this point in your life, what do you describe as love? I don't even know if my younger self would either just completely agree or just have a puzzled look on, on his face because I would approach it with so much more of the understanding of that void we're talking about than like a romantic love or my love for a thing or my love for a place you know, what it really encompasses and what it really means. And back to the psychedelic experience, you kind of understand that when you have that that experience, you kind of have this warmth that comes over you that encompasses everything about you and beyond your, your physical self to where you're connected to all one piece and you are no longer this person you associate yourself with. It's like, you know, sort of the ego melts away for a second and you're just one and you feel this love you know but then it's gone after you know the experience and you try to hold on to that you're like i know now what what this is but um again the description of those three whether it's love freedom or truth it's this endless journey that we should be on in my opinion to discover the expansion of each of their power you know like the actual like circumference is so much bigger than I think we can sort of quantify or at least like put into like numbers. It's just, and I think that's, I think it's a beautiful thing that we have to sit with as humans. It's very difficult. And at the same time, not. That's what I was saying. If the younger self of me would have heard that question, maybe it's like, no, I know what you mean. Right. Like, oh, you do. Okay, good. So I'm connected back to you then. I'm Mm -hmm. connected back to what I felt like as a child of what the ultimate idea of love might be. Not without, or not being able to describe it as a matter of fact, but I'll, but just sort of nod to the gods that I feel it. And I'm present with that feeling right now, you know, but, um, yeah, anyways, again, I digress. No,
1: absolutely, man. And I, and I like that you brought up the, the near death experiences and, You know, one of the things that's the big aspect of why we get tested so much in this realm to learn our lessons is to face that ultimate experience of death, Mm -hmm. you know, and experiencing it correctly. And again, you talk to Freemasons, you talk to um, Knights Templar, all of these mystery schools to the old Druidic civilizations, the Druids, everything in this life is a lesson so you understand how to handle that process of death, you know, and making the choice and understanding um, that if the void is the ultimate source, that you're going to actually make a unique decision there. Um, And just understand, and this is something we will get deeper into with Gnosticism, um, but there will be deception at that point as well to kind of try to get you um,
0: kind of pulled back. Um, but you know, yeah. Well, I was going to say back to your point to what the subjects are. So again, one of the things that I, I I definitely have in the last two years, you know, I speak to you, but you know, what's kind of interesting is we talk about being present. I'm present when I'm right here with you. Like there's no, I'm not thinking about what is it going to look like tomorrow or what did it look like yesterday? And it's interesting because I think maybe people who listen to us will connect to us because of that. Because we're speaking from a place of, well, here's the information that was put down by, say, the understanding of the tarot. And now we're going to talk about what the tarot and the images that are coming with it that we understand from either the minor or major arcana. Um, are trying to convey, and we're using this same kind of language we're doing right now to convey that, that understanding or meaning, not being so specific as to what exactly it means and saying this is exactly how it is, but more so what they might have wanted you to interpret from that. And I think that having that um, baseline of knowing that know thyself is the baseline, everything else sort of expands from there as to what we're describing, whether it's in a series of, again, the tarot, or talking about um you know Gnosticism, or when we get into the kabbalah so i think it's really i think that's what's always going to be eternal about this conversation with you is that it doesn't matter where it comes from as long as that or where the information has been written down from as long as you and i always have this understanding of being present and trying to discover those three aspects of of this journey in life which is love and truth and um Freedom? Freedom.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely, man. And you know, that's that's again, that's this process that we're we're learning and we're really truly kind of figuring out what actually carries with us if there is an ex incarnation, right? If the soul moves on. And it's it's those three aspects right there and connecting with that. And so, you know, we as we're kind of go through this idea and we gain this responsibility of taking, you know, true responsibility of our spiritual development and the exploration of the ultimate mystery, mystery, which is my story. We, we really learn that, you know, in the present moment, um, that with this test and with this experience, it needs to be carved out. And one of the things that we, need to really realize as well is, enlightenment is the blossoming of your authentic nature. Enlightenment is not gonna look the same for each and every one of us. Enlightenment is not gonna just make everybody the nicest person in the world who just wants to sit and meditate all day. Now, some people's enlightenment, that might be part of their authentic nature, but enlightenment truly is just the blossoming of authentically what you were supposed to become you know, finding what your unique purpose in this great work is and unfolding it and connecting to that to that higher power to make sure it almost works through you. And this is what it really truly means with like going with the flow. Um, but we do have to kind of understand that this life is meant to be carved out. And there's going to be certain things that are really easy for us. And then there's going to be certain dances that we have with Saturn. There's going to be certain dances that we have with Neptune you know, Chiron, the 12th house, not everything is just going to flow in a unique way. Sometimes we have to gain discipline and meet the resistance of this reality. Um, But without resistance, there could be no strengthening to the muscle, there could be no growing of, you know, internal, you know, bondage to principles. And so, you know, it's when we're in that moment, we were talking about that present moment. It was the only place that, you know, thyself, um, you know, you asked that question of like, how do you honor the beating of your heart? You know, how do you honor this aspect of like this present moment and in this incarnation It's not going to be forever. And, you know, do we see our heartbeat as kind of like a, a tick tock, you know, because it really truly is kind of counting down the time for us. And like, how are we honoring those moments? What are we doing? And I think again, just collecting as much information of who we are and how we can kind of better share that with each and every one of the individuals that are in this in this journey with us um, is is the ultimate aim, and it and that's what makes this the name of this podcast I think so important because that's the only place that we can actually truly connect to what's one step beyond logic. Um, you know, and it's, it's bigger. And we talk about the void. Well, we're not going to be able to understand that void from the left side of the neocortex. We're not going to be able to understand the void from the isolated right side of the neocortex. It's that unified consciousness that we can even approach something like the void and understand that even in what is perceived as chaos is actually a very deep, beautiful pattern that has elegance and grace, even if it's being kind of perceived in our five sense reality as something as painful, you know, and finding that gold in those moments and really learning that in all situations, we have the choice of how we're going to react to that moment. Um, And again, that's where, that's where this knowledge kind of grounds us. And this is also where we're able to make these like higher directional choices from, but you know, Knowing that, you know, one of the things I think that we have to, as we kind of look, you know, we have to be real about all tor- sorts of deception. Um, and this idea that in death, we're going to, everything is just going to be presented. Like, there is, I think, a big aspect that happens where our consciousness is kind of playback for us. But it's, Our knowledge in that realm and that awareness to be sober, that's going to be so important. And that's, again, what we're trying to connect to. We're trying to connect to that higher self so we have the right direction of how to kind of handle that. Because there should be no reason that it's just going to be like rainbows unicorns and cupcakes up there because it's going to ask us if we learn the test of this reality you know and i think we are to kind of presented between a false light and the connection to the true source which is the void and you know making that choice at that time and again this is something we'll explore even more in gnosticism is so important and you know with even this this aspect of Again, why I'm so excited about getting to the Kabbalah. Um, You know, one of the things that we kind of see, and again, we have so much connection and we love, you know, a lot of the new age teachings, but a lot of the new age teachings don't want to look at the void. Um, They don't want to look at the darkness and they think actually looking at the darkness gives it more power. And that's not so much the case. You actually have to be aware of what that is and see the ultimate pattern that's there. But... We have to be honest with ourselves. If know thyself is the ultimate lesson that comes from the universe, you know, we can't be deceived either with ideas of there's going to be this, this, you know, communal jump to like a 5D reality. That's, that's not in any ancient source, you know. And if somebody's selling that to you, we have to be aware that there is deception even in the spiritual communities, you know, because even there's the dates that we're supposed to go to the 5D, there's always something happens of like, oh, we jumped a timeline or we weren't ready. Um, But the only way out of this is through you, you know, and that's the ultimate direction that we go in. And, you know, we were going to talk about this idea of truth, love and freedom today. And the aspect of which was a a great video that I suggest everybody to check from a a creator called Chiron last. And he has one that's called all in and he speaks about this, how you have to go all in on truth, all in on Mm -hmm. love and all in on freedom. And that doesn't just mean like putting all your chips into it, but also more importantly, going all in, you know, because that's where you're going to find these components and that's where you're actually going to be able to align yourself to these, to these really three big, um, directions that our consciousness should be directed at at you know every conscious moment that we can that we can kind of snap back into that reality um but really powerful three really powerful subjects to kind of reflect on in ourselves you know how 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 much am i aligned to truth you know right how much do i honor my freedom and not freedom that can never be given by a government that's not the freedom we're talking about here. Right. we're talking about the freedom to you know unfold your authentic self, and that's truly the only way to even you know make any kind of changes to the projections that we see on our screens. you know I know i I like to call you know social engineers turds and sausages, but at the end of the day. All they are are a projection of this of the aspects of our own internal consciousness that are not being recognized by the self and are being projected on this shared reality that we're seeing. Um, You know, we've talked about this before, but I think it's such a good thing to tap into this conversation. This isn't about taking the tyrant out out of the pie. It's you know, it's it's finding the oppressor inside, and it's only through our own self knowledge that we can actually actually change this world, you know, and it's only when we love ourselves fully that we can give a hundred percent of our love and, you know, even approach something like unconditional love, which is something, again, I want to get deeper into just what that unconditional love is and how the universal life force loves you so much that it actually doesn't push itself on you. Now, if you make, start taking steps to it, it will move the universe to come meet you halfway. Um, but it doesn't push itself on us. And I think understanding that gives us even a better definition of how we use love. You know, does our love have conditions? Does our love have parameters? You know, what does that look like? And so I think again, we so what's so excited about this move into the third season is we can start approaching these topics on a much deeper, direct perspective because we kind of have these foundations that have been established as principles for these first almost hundred episodes you know what i mean i do
0: you look good today (laughs) (laughs) i'm just smiling nodding at you man because like you you speak from the heart in a way that i think you know much to the responses from people Uh, But a lot of the friends that we've known or people who know you in your immediate life know about you uh, is that it's so nice to be able to hear you say these things with that present energy. And I think that that's why I'm looking at you like that, because I'm like, hey, man, like, I don't know when you when you pull this out from within. um, I think you're acting on what we're preaching on. I think it's really, really cool, because at least for me, like I'm your friend, like anybody else out there. I mean, no offense. If you don't want to listen, that's fine by me. But me just listening to you as your friend, it's not to give you here affirmation about what you're saying, but it's how it's felt about the information you're saying. So you're attaching it with the feeling that I believe is important to recognize that pertains to that true and deeper understanding of truth, love, and freedom. And in this case, it's within love because Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, whatever you're going through in your day, whatever your tomorrow brings, you're making time to have this conversation and to... Better explain, not tell me, but better explain what I've interpreted or what you've interpreted about a subject that is just aiding our uh, walk back home. And so, I'm like, oh my God, I'm just the richest guy ever. I really mean that. I mean, there's obviously, complications in this physical realm that come with the things that we have to abide by based on human creation, but they can't take away this other sort of um, currency. That is important to recognize, and the younger you are, the better. And I think you do recognize it, again, as a child, but which is this sort of exchange that we're having right now, this love for not just the subject, but the understanding of the application so we can have this understanding. So when you speak about such principles, what warms my heart is I'm feeling what you're putting down, not just hearing what you're putting down. So again, that's why I'm just looking at you. And if there was a camera in here, people would be like, yeah, got your tongue, Eduardo. Like what's going on? No. Anything, I'm like, no, I mean like I'm just letting that sort of like sit, you know, and I think so. I think in my opinion, having this ability to have this conversation with you in regards to know thyself is a win for you and I at least. And whatever stems from that, I hope it has an equal um effect on individuals that are on the same path with us, you know?
1: And Absolutely. That's yeah that's the
0: coolest thing ever. No,
1: and it by far is the greatest thing is you know, I don't like it's again. You don't, especially with like. I mean, we we talked about deception with nature. I mean, isn't it just so funny that we went from two weeks ago, everybody's talking about like World War Five, and now everybody's talking about you know Jack Sparrow getting a divorce. Like, <laughs> do we see the deception? You know, like, <laughs> and learning what do we trust in this reality? Because like, yeah, I don't trust the news. I don't trust talking heads, but I but I trust you. You know what I mean? I like, I trust the the internal source of life that's in you. Right. And I touch that internal source that's in me, you know, in every, each and every of the people that are listening to this, like your highest self. Yeah. I trust in that. And I trust that that's going to direct you in the places that you need to go and face the tough lessons that we need to face, you know, and accepting again responsibility that we're here, whether we chose to be here or not, taking responsibility. That this is where we are. Okay. And not treating it so much like a prison or a why me aspect, because that is not how we grow. And I'm, again, I know some people have had such challenging things for them. And we have to face those, but we have to gain responsibility for that. And that's the ultimate, the ultimate move to really start to learn that we're not just pawns, we're not even queens on this chessboard, we're the chess master. You know, and it's when we get into that role that we can really start kind of playing the game. Because life is this game, and we have to learn the rules, and we have to learn the rules, and we have to learn how we operate within those rules, and how we play, you know, what's bestowed with us the best. Because this is this is a meant to be experienced. And, you know, that's how we really kind of honor this uni- unique universal life force that gave us this the, the craziest odds in the world of being self-conscious, especially at the time we find ourselves in right you now. Um, and so, you know, being aware of that. And again, having the space to have these conversations is the, the most special thing I've ever had um, in my life with you. That's and cool, so, man. you know, it's That's the greatest great. honor in the world. Um, but most importantly, you know, it's, we have these conversations with each and every one of you and, you know, we are just again, so grateful and, Again, you know, always like a big shout out to our like our patron support because they allow us to be able to share this information. And one of the things that some spiritual people and some people in the esoteric um have like addressed about us is um you know, there there's some people who like write books about some of the stuff that we talk about and they're like, Oh, you have to charge for that. Like you you can't just hand the carrot out for free. Um but that's not what this the goal of this thing is you know it's not about the money it's about getting the deepest information out there and why we're so thankful for like the patron memberships and what that allows us to do is it allows us just to have these hopefully open deeper esoteric conversations on here um and what's so amazing about the patron members or the membership page that we're going to hopefully form into is you allow this information to get the people that can't support it or they can't buy the books. And, you know, we have such a huge listenership in, in Africa and other places in the world where, you know, if they don't have access to these materials as much um, and if they do, it's more expensive, you know, it's like, we've, we forget how blessed we are sometimes to live in the West with this, this accessibility of some of this. And so we're just so thankful that, the support that we get from each and every one of you, because it allows everybody, no matter what their economic situation is, their personal situation, to be able to have access to this. And again, it 90% of the people that listen to this, it probably just doesn't even connect with them. They don't come back, you know, but that for those 10% that they resonate with this and it feels something burn inside them. Like, thank you. Cause it's so cool to be able to kind of just share this um in an open platform like we're able to do, you know? And hopefully- yeah we can get deeper and deeper with the esoteric nuggets. Um, And that's what we both kind of strive to do each and every episode.
0: Absolutely. It's funny because the, the, well, one thing is, um, you know, I second everything Daniel says, you know, thank you so much to all the listeners and you know, the, I keep saying this, but the patience you guys have with us connecting two different things that are happening on one path on one end, you have us, providing this conversation to your ears and you're right giving people ideas or interpretations based on what we've read does allow them to have at least a base level of understanding that they might not acquire from being able to search the internet or find a library that has such philosophy or even someone who can reinterpret it with them because you could give someone a book and even if they speak the same language if their approach isn't from a complete understanding of what was put down uh, or a curiosity for what's been put down, then it it might as well just be in another language. Mm -hmm. And so I think that as friends, people comment all the time, because you and I are good friends and because we've had these conversations, and we have these conversations in private, you know, like we would have these conversations in a garage, we'd have them abroad, we've had them on hikes and we've had them on, you know, just late nights, um, you know, hanging out outside in the Arizona desert. But, you know, I think that's where people kind of get those, those um, nuggets you're talking about. They kind of get to go a little deeper just because they're listening and maybe there's something that they think is authentic between us Uh, and others may not understand that and may think that we're just, you know, talking in circles to one another and giving each other affirmation. So, I mean, I could care less. It's not why I started this podcast with you, but more so to be able to have the freedom of expressing what may or may not be the interpretation that someone or the understanding of someone's uh, interpretation of the self. And I think that's what's imperative because then, you know, you can just sort of augment that reality uh, in other places. And so to the Patreon members, even when we're responding, like I was thinking about this on my travel. So recently I was on vacation with my wife. And it was very rejuvenating because I had no service really. And I couldn't connect to a big worry that I had with work uh, stuff. And so I had to just like surrender and let it go. So that was an application moment for me right there. Second was having the break from this connection and and i'll get back to what i said about those two parallel things so there's the understanding of this knowledge and then what i mean by people being patient is then then there's the application of this like streamlining that we have to do you know we have to play by the rules of patreon and we have to respond in this email and i want to make sure that i'm grammatically correct when i'm responding to you and hey i want to respond to your name and you know make sure that you know that your questions are being heard But I can't do any of that if I don't give myself the space that I actually acquired or, you know, was able to get before we got back to this episode, our final of the second season. So I would say thank you to Daniel for giving me the space. And then I would say thank you to all the listeners that follow, because then something like this conversation can can be constructed. And then the need to carry on into season three has been re-energized from those experiences. So finding that balance has been an interesting thing with this whole podcast because it's like oh i want to rush 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 i want to go 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 i want to and you know and it's like well no now i'm I'm entering this level of hypocrisy by you know trying to abide by these man rules of gotta do gotta do when i can and and when i can and then avoid the actual uh, essence of what these conversations truly mean to individuals across the board or even just right around the corner um, because that's where i think the nugget is I think that's where they get the knowledge. I think that's where they feel the knowledge is. Oh, this essence is derived from an experience that either of them had, um, and I can relate to it. And it's felt when you say thank you to us. Uh, there's a lot of messages that come through these crazy platforms that we have out there. Which are, again, double edged sword. They're great because they exist, but they're complicated because there's a way that you have to go about it in order to you know get the point across and. When people thank us, it's so great when I hear, I love when people leave us like six paragraphs. That's great. But it's even better when people are like, hey, cheers from this country. Uh, you're my favorite uh, nighttime podcast before I go to bed on, on Thursdays because Fridays I have to do this one thing and it just re-energizes me. And that right there is just so powerful, you know? So, um, So thank you. Thank you again for having that understanding. You know, this is something that we're creating. But it's not gonna be always be it's not always meant to be created in this conventional fashion as much as it is as an authentic authentic fashion or approach, you know what I mean? And that's what I think I can always say to you. It's like, hey, if it's not felt today, let's wait for tomorrow or next week, you know. The only person who we're hurting are the listeners who don't feel our connection to that divine or to that source that we're trying to get closer to, you know. Right. No, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So my hat's off to you, sir.
1: My hat's off to you. My hat's off to each and every one of you. Um, yeah, you know, two years. Just imagine us all high-fiving each other right now. All good connection, really good high-fives. We all looked at the elbow. That was great. Um, <laughs> but we, like again, we are just so honored to be on this journey with each and every one of you and excited to explore some deeper topics um, and
0: just see how deep this rabbit hole goes. i love it man love you dude and uh yeah until next time until next season yeah until until which is gonna probably be like next week right right yeah okay but yeah until
1: next time until next time